are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use a promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. It's a great weekend. Anytime that you're able to talk a little Razorback football, coming off of a victory just makes everything so much better. And here we are once again for arguably the fourth time, still going to keep calling it, talking about this on a Monday, how great it is, how sweet it is, and how much fun it is to be able to enjoy a victory as Arkansas beats the Tennessee Volunteers in Fayetteville by a final score of 24-13. to You know, this has been... A wild season for many different reasons, and we'll talk about some of the big news coming out from it as well. But I'm telling you, the way that Arkansas continues to find different ways, different and unique ways to win these football games is just crazy awesome. Like, we saw a Razorback team against Mississippi State uh, get, get a lead and hold on to it for the entire game. We saw them down 17 to nothing in the game against Auburn and come back and quote-unquote win that game. Against Ole Miss, we saw a team that was able to take advantage of turnovers, get pick sixes, defensive touchdowns making the difference, and them win even though the offense wasn't really bringing it that way as well. We've seen them win in different ways. But this game in Tennessee against Tennessee in Fayetteville was a whole new way of winning where Arkansas at halftime was down 13 to nothing. And honestly, when that happened, and I was there watching the game, I sat there and I was like, you know, I feel okay. I feel fine. I don't feel like Arkansas is in bad position. Yeah, they're down 13 nothing, But it was a feeling of like I, I didn't see the problem. I didn't see any sort of reason to point to in the middle of the game and say, well, this is why Arkansas is not going to win this game, which is just crazy to think considering that you didn't score any points in the first half and you're down two scores in the first half. But I think a lot of it, I think actually not a lot of it, most of it, not all of it had to do with the fact that Tennessee had the ball for so much in the first half, like 20 minutes time of possession in the first half alone. And of course, Arkansas, you know, didn't have it as much as that, but they just really didn't have the opportunities or at least as much time to score points in the first half. And they got a few things going, but they had a missed field goal. And, uh, you know, they had some punting situations. Things still felt okay. And not only did they feel okay, but a lot of people, myself included, felt like Sam Pittman was going to be able to make the necessary adjustments and his coaching staff, the necessary adjustments to go out there and make the right plays in the third quarter to get back on track. And boy, oh boy, did they ever. 24 points in the third quarter alone. Like, folks, if I would have told you that Arkansas was going to not score in three out of four quarters, that three out of four quarters they were going to be scoreless, you probably wouldn't have thought that Arkansas would win. But that just shows you how great of a third quarter they had because they didn't score in any other quarter but the third quarter alone, 24 points, and that was enough for the Razorbacks as they beat Tennessee 24-13. Tennessee didn't score in the second half. It was just a very impressive game because of the fact that they needed those adjustments. They needed to make plays. They were in a position where it was like just a lot of it didn't make sense and, and why they were in that position. But 
They got it going in the passing game, of course, with Felipe Franks throwing for 215 yards and three touchdowns. Also had the rushing attack going where no player went over 100 yards. But Traylon Smith had 72 yards rushing. Rakeem Boyd, 65 yards rushing. Davion Warren had 41. Of course, we know Traylon Burks and what he's capable of. He was five yards short of 100 yards, which is kind of disappointing. But three different touchdowns from three different wide receivers. Burks had one, Woods had one, and Blake Kern gets his first touchdown as a Razorback in his final year at tight end. I saw some of these things, and I see the stats, and, of course, the defense played phenomenal in the second half especially. But, you know, you just see those adjustments that are being made, and once again, I know we keep harping on this, I know we keep bringing it up, but once again, it just shows how great of a coaching staff this is. Where last year, if Arkansas was down 13 to nothing at halftime, what would have happened? We all know. Arkansas would have probably ended up losing by 30 or 40 points. They just would have let go of the rope. They would have rolled over and died and didn't care about what happens next. They just, all right, let's just get out of here as quickly as possible. That's not happening this year. It hasn't happened at all this year. In fact, even against Texas A&M in that game, Arkansas was down big, but they still didn't give up. They still fought back. They still got to the point to where they made them a respectable score at the end. And it's just something that's infectious among this team. And this Arkansas team has been through a lot, we know. But it's no longer, like, we're past the point of just keep being wowed. Like, at what point do we stop being wowed by this team? Like, I love it. I want to keep winning. But, like, how many times am I going to have to sit back and say, wow, this is awesome. I'm in awe. I cannot believe this team in the turnaround. I got to just say, you know what? This is where they're at. This is no longer a team that is constantly just having to prove people wrong because everyone doubts them. They're not a team anymore that everyone's looking at and saying, oh, easy win. And they happen to sneak up or surprise anybody. That's over. Those days are over. This is a team that Tennessee knew perfectly well how good they were. They knew perfectly well what type of team they are. And they still couldn't do anything about it. They still lost this game. Even though they had a great game plan going into it, Arkansas had a better one in the second half and that ended up being the difference. So just for me personally, you know, I just got to get to the point where I'm like, you know what? I'm done with thinking this team is just, you know, constantly surprising me. No more surprises. When this team wins, it's because they're the better team. When this team wins, it's because they went out and punched the other team in the mouth and got the victory by playing solid football. There's no flukes. There's no surprises. There's no shocks. There's no nothing. It's simply Arkansas football being better prepared, better coached, and just an overall better football team against their opponent. That's what we saw on uh, on Saturday night. Now, is Tennessee a great opponent? No, but you know what? They're still in the SEC. They're still a two-win team in the SEC right now. And we'll know a lot more about this team this weekend in Florida. But to me, it's just simply a team that's better. Arkansas is a better team. Arkansas might be, what, the third best team in the West? I mean, seriously, Alabama and A&M are better, no, no doubt. But, I mean, is Auburn better than Arkansas? No. LSU? Absolutely not. Ole Miss or Mississippi State? No, 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 not at all. Your Razorbacks are the third best team in the West, which is probably good enough to be the fifth best team in the SEC. Just being real with you. And at what point... Do we get stop being shocked by this? At what point do we stop being surprised by this? Uh, hopefully soon. Hopefully it's no longer a shock. Hopefully 
It's just expected at some point in time. Maybe this year. But I'm the one that needs to work on it, folks. What a win. What a time. How fun is it to be a Razorback fan again? Just to see the the fans and the and the people that are there at the game and the smiles and the laughs and the cheers and the Dixon Street nightlife just being awesome. It just feels good to have it back. It just feels good to be normal again. It feels good to have it back in the way it should be where Arkansas football is competitive and a respectable team in this conference. just feels so good to be back. Folks, we're going to take a commercial break and talk more about the big news coming out of uh, Arkansas dealing with the football program here in just a second. But Coors Light, you've heard me talk about it. I'm going to keep talking about it because I need to chill all the time. I'm on the go, man. This weekend was a lot. I was constantly moving, constantly driving, constantly traveling, constantly going out, constantly doing everything. And at some point in time, you, everyone hits this point where you're just like, man, I just want to relax. I just want to hang out and watch the games, sit in my recliner, get me some Cheetos, and just go to town with my with my beer. And there's only one way to do that, and there's only one beer to let you do that. That's Coors Light because it is strictly made to chill. No matter what the sporting event that's on, no matter what you're doing, or hey, listen, maybe sports aren't on. Maybe you're watching your favorite sitcom. Maybe you're watching something on one of your streaming apps, whatever it is. You can chill with Coors Light. And the thing is, is that since it is cold lager, cold filtered, and cold packaged, it's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and as refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, and it's perfect for a moment to unwind, which we all know we need every single week. And Coors Light is the one that I choose when I need to unwind. I can tell you that. So when you want to hit the reset button, reach for that beer that's made to chill, Coors Light. And you can get it delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Dot com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, the big news coming out of Arkansas today, folks, unfortunately uh, was not a, a positive one when it comes to, well, no, no, no pun intended, but I guess it was a positive one, but you know what I gain. Uh, Sam Pippen, the head coach of Arkansas, Tested positive for COVID-19 this morning. Uh, now, we had a chance to catch up with him in a Zoom conference, which we'll talk about, but this was the official statement uh, made by the University of Arkansas dealing with Sam Pittman. It says, head coach Sam Pittman has tested positive for COVID-19. He tested Sunday as part of the team's normal protocol and was informed this morning that his PCR test was positive. He is not symptomatic and is in self-isolation at his home. He retested this morning to confirm the results of Sunday's test with, along the, with those results still pending. All individuals who are considered close contacts have been notified and will enter quarantine guidelines. Coach Pittman will follow the SEC's return to activity and medical guidance task force protocol for testing asymptomatic positives. Coach Pittman will continue to be a part of the team meetings virtually while in isolation. Associate head coach and defense coordinator Barry Odom will serve as the team's interim head coach in Coach Sam Pittman's absence. So that was the message that got brought out. And it's there's a lot of things to unwind from it. First off, I'll tell you this. Is it a big deal? It has potential to be. But I saw this and I'm like, all right, well, uh, hopefully uh, you know, he does the isolation and goes through his testing and maybe he'll pull Nick Saban and be able to have some false positives or maybe just test negative three times in a row and then he'll be back. So I I don't see it as that big of a deal from that perspective. And I know that the coaching staff is so good. And Barry Odom is like, is there a more perfect guy to be able to handle this situation? No, I mean, he's a guy's been a head coach and has uh, 
prepared his team in various ways and, and knows exactly what he's getting into. So we all know what he's capable of and what he's going to do. So it's not a big deal from that perspective. What it is, though, and this is what's sad, and I'm going to kind of go on a rant here. It is pathetic that Sam Pittman and so many others have to be embarrassed or ashamed that they even tested positive. Because that's one of the things that Sam Pittman even said in his press conference on Zoom is that he he was just embarrassed from it all. And somebody asked, why, why, would, they feel, why would he feel embarrassed by testing positive? It's simply this. We're at a point, especially on social media, and this is this from the sports regard, that there's a lot of people that relish in coronavirus being a way of ending sports, being a way of you know taking down sports or games or whatnot, and they relish in it because they feel like they want to be right. And so when someone tests positive in sports, and in this case SEC coaches and whatnot, People immediately pounce on them saying, well, if they tested positive, that must mean that they weren't doing what they were supposed to, that they weren't wearing their masks, that they weren't six feet social distancing, whatever. They immediately weren't doing that. So therefore, they deserve whatever they get. And it's just pathetic. It's pathetic. I get so sick of this. Listen, coronavirus needs to be handled in the way that all of our medical experts say. I'm not saying that. Not some anti-masker or anything like that. But the fact is, is that we can, people just like, the people that relish in this is just weird to me. The people that love it when games get canceled and can't wait to jump on it and make fun of other uh, coaches and teams and, and fans for, you know, having this happen, it's just sad. And I'm somebody who believes that COVID, especially with what it's going on with college football right now, needs to be handled with care, but also needs to be given a very optimistic viewpoint to where my first reaction, just like my first reaction, oh, I hate to see that. Hope he, hopefully he gets better. He's not having any symptoms, but uh, let's, let's try to get him back this week. I mean, that's essentially what it should be done. It's not, it should not be saying, well, let's just shut down the program and you know, not play another game this season. No, that is dumb. That is very, very, very dumb. And so I just get sick of this. I get sick of people thinking that they're better than others because of this fact and think that nobody ever takes it seriously. And just because you test positive means that you were doing something you weren't supposed to do. I, I just get tired of it. And so this happened today with Sam Pittman and, and a guy like Dan Wolken, for instance, of the USA Today. Uh, I, don't know, I guess it's on newspaper, publication, whatever you want to call it. He, I mean, he's kind of Magoo, but... You know, he's coming out and like making fun of the emojis that Arkansas used because they were like a, it was like a, the screaming emoji of a person screaming out because it was Sam Pittman in the locker room after he's like, probably a poor choice of a emoji there. Cool, bro. And, and then you got others that are just, you know, thinking that, oh, because of uh, the problems that are going on also in the SEC with AM and LSU and all that, uh, because they're, they're having a problem like LSU or Mississippi State and Auburn, they're not even playing this week. It got, it got postponed. And some people are just, again, like tweeting out like they're they're laughing at everybody saying like, see what I told you? See how serious it is? Yes, it is serious. But we also have to understand that this is something we have to live with, too. Like, I am very thankful that I, I still have a job. And I'm very thankful that those of you listening in have jobs and that we uh, you know go through things and we've all had to struggle in our own regards and our own ways because of what's happened. But I just believe that 
We have to live with this and continue to move forward. Take every necessary precaution, wear your mask, all that stuff. But don't get to the point to where you're just allowing everyone to dictate to say, you know, you have to stay in a little isolation box at home and never come out. Who cares if you lose your job? Who cares how your family's impacted? Who cares about any of this? Just stay there and and don't do anything. I'm not down for that either. We got to get to a point to where we can accept it, where we can try to do whatever we can to prevent it. But we also have to move on and continue on with our lives. We have to do it. Every one of us, no matter if it's college football, something like that, we have to do it. And I like to be optimistic about that. I like to be optimistic to say that, you know what, Sam Pittman getting COVID, I wish you nothing but the best, coach. Hopefully you get better and hopefully it's all good. Hopefully it's a false positive. But I am not going to be one of those people that freak out and think that we just need to shut everything down. Not going to do it. So I was just really disappointed in some of the reactions from some people in college football, but unfortunately that's just the way it is. People would rather be right, proven right, than think about what's actually good for the people of the sport that they cover. And so it's it's really disappointing and it gets really frustrating, but unfortunately, again, that's the world that we live in. We'll uh, close up shop here in just a second, but first, folks, got to tell you about Built Bar, 18 amazing flavors with Built Bar. They have nut and non-nut flavors, because I know some of you are probably allergic or maybe have a nut allergy of some, uh, some sort. But here's the thing. They're covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew, and they're great for all of us health-conscious people. That's why I like to use it, because it's convenient, it's easy. I take one or eat one before... Uh, I end up getting on the show just to get that extra energy boost because they're low calorie and low sugar, but high protein and high fiber. So they're great for many different diets that you could uh, go through. And the best thing about it is that because of this podcast, if you go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on, you'll get 20% off your next order. That's right. It's as simple as that. Use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Take advantage, folks. It's a great deal. No matter how many bars you buy, it's always going to be 20% off when you use the promo code locked on at builtbar.com. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, final segment was a few just uh, takeaways from uh, the Arkansas-Tennessee game and some, you know, some minor things I just wanted to make note of. Uh, I was like, I'm trying to think of, like, what would be a good thing to call that? Like, uh, quick hitters, uh, observations, I don't know, something like that. We'll think of a better name for it. But either way, there was a few things I thought were really cool about this game that, uh, you know, we didn't dive into specifically, but... Number one being, at the end of the game, when uh, if you saw it on TV, and it was also in person, but at the end of the game, uh, you know, Tennessee and Arkansas come together on the midfield and are shaking hands and all that, and Jeremy Pruitt and Sam Pittman shake hands and all that stuff. And, you know, that, and that's nothing new or nothing crazy. But if you kept watching, you saw Cade Mays, who's an offensive line for lineman for Tennessee, come up and give Sam Pittman a hug. Now, Cade Mays played at Georgia, transferred to Tennessee, so it makes sense of why he got the hug. He was like, hey, they had a relationship. But then you saw two other offensive linemen come up and hug Sam Pittman from Tennessee. And you're looking at that, and you're like, okay, well, he wanted to coach at Tennessee when all these players were there. And those other guys weren't transfers from Georgia. So what's going on? And then... When you think about it, and when I started doing a little deep, deeper diving, those are guys that were recruited by Sam Pittman. Not played for Sam Pittman. He, they were recruited by Sam Pittman. 
How insane is that? Insanely great. That Sam Pittman has had such an impact on people's lives in the recruiting process, and in these kids' lives, in the recruiting process, that they would come up to him, never playing a down for him, and give him a hug because of that type of bond and relationship he had with them. And it's not that Sam Pittman went out and sought them out. They came to him. Seeing that type of thing just makes me excited for the future of Sam Pittman. And if he can keep the recruiting going, that's going to be big too. But that's what just what we're going to have to wait and see for. Appreciate everybody listening in the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. Keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast time. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 